This is a podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic and then watch that certain topic. Um, yeah, so, you know, we put a bunch of uh, statistics into critic aggregates or whatever. Isn't that right, Dane? Yep. Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Metacritic, fucking box office and, uh, and budget. Um, yeah, we take it really seriously. That's why, you know, we try and do this every week. Because it's a serious job. This is takes up all of our time. We don't do anything else, do we, Dan? The full time, full time job. Full time job. I doing the math and and um, preparing our voices. It's it's quite a lot. Uh, so what did we uh, watch this week, Dan? We watched uh, Young Einstein and Mr. Accident, two films by one Mr. Yahoo Serious. I I have to ask, why Yahoo Serious? I honestly don't know how to answer that. I just, um, every time you ask me what I'm choosing next week, that's when I start to think about it. And he's the head just popped into my brain and I said his name and I was like, okay. It's, it's, a, it's an unavoidable head. Like yeah. it's a very specific head, you know? Um, the dog just started barking yeah, I as think, soon as we started recording. I think uh, Kate, uh, my girlfriend, might be waking up upstairs and I think the dog can hear that. Can sense it. Can sense that Kate's there. The, the dog wasn't barking before. I might have to let him in and give him pats and treats. No, I think, it, I think it's Kate. I think I just got a message from her saying, lol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Um, fuck the dog. Fuck the dog. It's fine. You can, you can, you can deal with the dog. It's fine. Part. We have a dog going in the background. It's who cares. So, um, the math determined that the best was a film called Young Einstein. Um, it was the easiest to grab, uh, critical information on because it's the only one of the three that had a really wide release. Yeah. You know, um, the other two weren't as like fucking Mr. Accident. I'm pretty sure only came out in Australia. Yeah. Where Young Einstein somehow was so popular in Australia that it got an international distribution deal. Yeah, what happened with that is um, <clears throat> this was just after Crocodile Dundee was huge in America. So um, he, this dude was Yahoo Serious was basically funding the film himself. Uh, or, you know, with like various people helping him, but it was fully independent. Um, and then he got backing by a major US company, I forget the name, because they saw potential in it to become another hit like Crocodile Dundee. Mm. And that's when they pumped like an extra $2 million into it and tried and then marketed it around the US, gave it a wide release and really tried to push Yahoo Serious as like this next big thing. Mm. And then it tanked in the US and that was all cancelled and but it did well in Australia still it, it was it it still was like middlingly popular in terms of like critical reception though I don't even think it was really loved here just no. more people saw it you know I think audiences liked it because it's a heaps Aussie film and sense of humor that's one thing I got from watching it is like Americans would not this is such a fucking it's like about being a, a tip, uh, like a 
particular kind of Australian and something that I think is fairly unique to Australia. It's very dry, but broad <clears throat> at the same time. It's weird. We're, we're, we're weird people. Yeah, well, that's kind of, yeah, that's, a, I think, sort of the stereotypical Aussie sense of humor. Like the bit where he, um, he comes up with E equals MC squared. And it's meant to be this miraculous moment. And he's like, he's, he's writing down the formula. He's like, E equals MC squared. Well, if I can use this, I can put bubbles in beer. And it, the, the music swells and builds. And then he just stares at it. And he's like, I'll give it a go. And that's like so such an Aussie attitude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the best one, which still had pretty rotten, pretty average ratings was young einstein what did you think of uh young einstein as a film then um i enjoyed it you enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it okay why um it's unique and weird enough that it kept my attention the whole time um the humor mostly lands for me like it's it's dumb but it's it's playing dumb for effect. Um, it has it has a good heart, and there's there's a coherent narrative there that you can follow along with. And more than anything, the imagery of the film is very interesting to look at. Mm. I like um, the look of him with his big hair and and shit and he's um he's an interesting kind of guy and has like he has good uh slapstick movements and um like like the set design there's like different moments like where he so there's a, there's a part where he um with one of his experiments he smashes a hole in the top of the house and then when he's patching up the house it shows that he's patched it up with tiny pieces of wood that he's just hammered all over the place and it looks like a cartoon mm. and it just it's an interesting image like the and the part where he's um sitting in that little tub having a bath in this tiny little tub full of bubbles with these like knees sticking out and he's playing a violin and his big red hair is all crazy that's an interesting image to look at there's when he's like living in the city in his um little crappy room he's got dirty dishes to sort of show that he's living like a, a, a slob he's got dirty dishes stacked to the ceiling again in a very cartoon manner and it's just um yeah aesthetically interesting to look at and there's a lot of that throughout the whole film so i don't think it's brilliant by any means but it's kind of different interesting and it's got like an innocent, dumb sense of humor. I didn't have any problems with it, and I had a reasonably good time watching it. Uh, I realized that we got ahead of ourselves and didn't actually describe what the film is, so I'm actually going to do that this time and then explain to you why you're wrong. Okay. Why that was <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, fucking Young Einstein is a weird Australian retelling of the story of Einstein as a pretty much disabled guy on a farm in Tasmania who uses it to put bubbles in beer and then travels to the big city, which is Sydney, to get a patent on it. And then there he falls in love and 
there's an evil rock John Howard in it as well. Like that's would you say that's the most apt way of describing it? Yeah, the John Howard is trying to steal his idea, his formula. Yeah, and it's to about get girl. yeah, and it's about like um. Also, he's jealous, mm. and John Howard plays this snooty upper class scientist, and Einstein's meant to be this um. Well, he's a he comes from an apple farm. And he's like a, a simple country boy. He's naive and innocent and good-natured. So it's, you know, it's, it's fairly simple. He's naive, innocent, good-natured country boy versus the uptight uh, city snob. Mm. I, I found this film cripplingly obnoxious. <laughs> I didn't find it... I, see, the... the I was incredibly confused as to how I felt for the first third of the film yeah. because there were two there was one gag that made me really laugh and then there was one gag like one section where I couldn't stop laughing like I was like it was paining me because of how funny it was but then there was the rest of the movie right which wasn't funny which was su- it's such a vanity project like it's all about him and how cool he is and I hated it. Like, it was just... You saw it as a vanity project? It's, it's such a vanity project. It, it's starring, directing, written, and it's all trying to make him look cool. It's that, that to me, is, what isn't vanity about that? Uh, I didn't think what it was... What are his flaws? Huh? What are his flaws as a character? Einstein? Yeah. Well, he's... Well, I, I guess... Uh, except for the, the world doesn't understand him. What What is wrong with his character? Uh, yeah, well, nothing. But I didn't see that as being about Yahoo Serious. I saw that as being about this character. I think if it was... See, I imagine like a vanity project to be where he's this guy is basically playing... If he was basically playing a version of himself, then yeah... But he's he's playing this goofy cartoon character, uh, so then it's just a, about him. I didn't see him trying to. I mean, cool is certainly not the word. He's not a cool he's guy. He's playing like he invents the guitar, he invents the surfboard, and all the women want to fuck him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, but it's presented in a really dorky way. As well, yeah, but that but that's an Australian thing. We love the underdog, so it's like he he's placating to that mentality that he's the underdog, but he's still cool, right? You know, and people still like him. It was it was in it was I found it just incredibly frustrating, and I wanted I wanted there to be a reason for him not to succeed apart from that the world sucks, or like the challenge more to be an, a personal one. Like, could you imagine if he was a bit more stubborn with it or something, not just. No one understands me. No one's listening to me because oh, I'm like no. I'm like everything. It just everything was too easy, and I don't know. It just like I, I should go back. The the two bits that made me laugh like a lot and then confused me and thought it was going to get better was when there was a Tasmanian devil that was just this fucked up devil thing. Yes, yeah, this monster <laughs> that made me laugh, and then. There was a sequence from when he like blows up the shack and he's like running towards his dad with a beer. From then, 
all the way through the montage of him getting to Sydney with great southern land and he's just walking all over Australia like a fucking idiot. I was laughing through that because that was so absurd. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, when he gets to the city, it just turns into this conventional love story. Mm -hmm. And the only interesting thing about it, I thought, was like how hammy John Howard's performance was as the bad guy. I love John Howard in this. He he just embraced how stupid it was. And he's like, he had dignity. Mm. With being such an arsehole, stupid character, yeah. but nothing else in the, there's no dignity in this film. And I sound like a fucking snob, but it just, but it didn't. I don't know. It wasn't. It it was towing the line of being innocent and raunchy, but not really committing to either. Like these prostitutes and shit, and it just. I'm like, what is? What do you want from this film? Like, either take it that extra step. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see it approaching raunchiness anywhere. I felt like. Well, he goes into the city and, 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 and he stays at a brothel. He's yeah. looking for a place to stay and he stays at a brothel and he ha- clearly has no concept of what that is. Yeah. And it's meant to be a, like funny uh, because like he goes in there and he's like, I'd like a room, please. And then all the, all the girls are around like, ooh. And they're like, would you like a single or a double bed? And they're like, ooh. And he's like, whoa. I'll like a double bed, please. And they're like, ooh. And he's just like, no idea. And there's a part where the, he's like inventing something and one of them is like, well, I'm off to bed, Einstein. He's like, good night. And then goes just back to his inventing. I felt like it was almost like deliberately staying the fuck completely away from any sort of raunchiness and mm. was embracing this, the very innocent, the, like this major childlike innocence of, of Einstein. Yeah, fair. No, I can, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think I wanted more out of it because a lot of our humor is a bit, again, dry, a bit dark at times as well. A bit so crass. Crass. Good word. And I think he was deliberately avoiding that because in the 80s, that so it's was, a kid's film. that was very much. Yeah, I don't think it's super aimed at kids, but it's more about um, not being that. I mean, if you don't have uh, tits and violence in a film, doesn't mean it's automatically for children. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, it's the only way him being cool and good at everything and kind of being that little outsider guy, the only way I think it can work is if it's a fucking kids film. Uh... I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Like it's it's it, it, like tonally that the, there's the, the kids films need a certain level of pulling it back a little bit and having yeah. other things going on. And this film pulls it back and has it being very basic and dumb, but doesn't doesn't put enough subtext subtext in there or doesn't have enough else going on to make it interesting. Like I don't know who this film is for. Well, I think it was, um, yeah, I, well, I don't think Crocodile Dundee is a bit, isn't, is a bit more, there's a bit more to Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee is one of those films that definitely came with a target audience in mind, but based on what, what type of guy Yahoo Serious is, he, I definitely don't think he had a target audience in mind. He was trying to make something, uh, different and just weird because he's a, he's, he's a weird guy. And likes to embrace being 
strange. I mean, he changed his name to Yahoo Serious with no reason other than like he thought it was weird and funny. I, I honestly think he, again, this is all theories. I didn't look too much into him. I did. It's did. not. He did it. He did it like almost a decade before he was even in show business. Really? He did it because he just thought it was funny. That's interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> my theory was watching this and just because of how cool and how he was presenting himself that this may have been like a him trying to launch himself into an acting career but yeah. all he got was the only way he could act was in his films i think that yeah that is how it um would appear on the surface looking into the dude i don't think that that is the reason at all so I'm you think he was a it. filmmaker and dedicated to making films with him in it no he was um an artist before like he got kicked out of art school in Newcastle yeah and was just an artist and it wasn't until um quite it's actually kind of hard to find a lot of information on this dude I know. but um what I understand is that he was an artist or you know wanted to be a professional artist he got kicked out of art school um and then went just like around the world and doing his own weird things and didn't even get into comedy until like his mid twenties when he, he started to find comedy very interesting. And then so wanted to do something with it that involved slapstick and broad comedy and stuff. I do think that based on what I read about him, that definitely young Einstein is in a sense about him, but I mean, Anytime you're writing something, your own feelings and it is, is going to come out because he's clearly a guy who does feel like an outsider and has a, not necessarily naive, but an, an innocent view on the world. Um, there's lots of interesting quotes by him where he's just shitting on the film industry about how cynical and money obsessed it is. So I think that, yeah, he is a, a lot like young Einstein in essence, where he's more about being creative and about thinking outside the box and doing things for the good of yourself and for the good of others. And he doesn't really think about money and all this other shit, like John Howard's character, you know, is representative of obstacles that he has faced, like the university and them not understanding him. I do think that that um, people exploiting him for money maybe yeah and I do think that that stuff is legitimate to say that oh it's kind of about him but I still wouldn't call it um, a vanity project I would just think of it as, as more personal um, and in terms of it like being for children I think if anything it was more just like for himself mm. you know I don't know it's specifically at the end scene where he's playing guitar and they're all dancing and it's like really cool I just couldn't help but just feel that they put that in there because of like Back to the Future or something. Like I just felt... They put that in there at the end, like afterwards when it got more funding. Really? They're just like, we'll just have a dance scene. Yeah, because they got, they paid for the rights to those songs yeah. and stuff. So they, they added that shit in there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like the, I did get sporadic laughs, but not as much as I wanted from it. And mm. I like stupid. Like, I can deal, like, I'm, I don't think, I think the movie that I've laughed the most in was Kung Pao, and that movie's so dumb, you know? Yeah. But this, I don't know, just, it was treading a line for me where, where he, the intention and the humour wasn't gelling for me, and I found it more obnoxious. 
Yeah, it's funny. It's such a strange movie, and I think like the only reason that I could say that I like it is that I um, I give I give a huge amount of credit to anything that I can even see is trying to be something different, mm. and this is clearly a, a strange and different film. Like it's not completely weird and and out there, but it's pretty unique. And so if you're someone who just wants to see something that is a bit strange and different, then I'd recommend it. But in terms of, yeah, like you said, who's like, who would enjoy this movie? No one too weird. Uh, and it's, it's, I don't think it's weird enough. I think there, there are some moments that are weird, but then as soon as they get to Sydney, it's a pretty conventional story. Yeah. It doesn't go like full psychedelic mode. No, I don't, I don't, I don't even need psychedelic. I just need, I don't know. I just need some more weird things that aren't just like 1920s slapstick jokes. Mm. You know, like him getting like thrown out of the fucking university lecture and hearing doing and then like him like rolling across the floor and oh, they just don't get it. I don't know. It just yeah. It it it, it didn't it didn't go far enough with it. And and I don't and again, it doesn't need to be psychedelic, but like the the fucking the I thought I was going to get more out of it when there was that weird Tasmanian devil monster. That That's what I thought the movie I was getting. And I kind of got a little bit excited mm. because of how just left field that is. I do, yeah, I do think it needs to lean harder into in, in, into one direction or the yeah. other. Because yeah. it's, it's too weird and mature for children. Because I first saw this movie when I was a kid. Yeah. And Did you it, like it when you were a kid? No, I thought it was boring. Yeah. Because uh, it is, because most of the movie is quite a conventional story. Yeah, and it has cartoonish elements that aren't aren't there enough. Mm. Uh, and then for adults, it it doesn't lean into any sort of ma mature story enough. And so, yeah, in terms of like who would enjoy this movie, it's like no one's gonna love this movie. But I mean, it still sits there as sort of like. A weird little thing that I'm 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 happy that 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 exists. Right. I I would like to know more about how it came about. Um, but you're saying he was making it anyway. But then they started making they started making it independently. Yeah. In 1985, um, like he his mum was cooking food for catering every day. Like it was one of those situations, and they were making it for like two years on and off trying to just trying to shoot whenever they could and is that footage in the film yeah it's most of it really yeah okay. and then it wasn't until like two years into doing that that they had um crocodile out, they smashed it outside yeah outside funding come in and, and and just pumped millions into it that that final scene in europe doesn't feel like a low budget film for me that no, feels yeah. If you watch it again with that in mind, you can tell exactly like where it changes. Yeah, like when they're dancing around, they got all these people around. It's like okay, this was the yeah, like like the whole pumped. ending pretty much. Even from yeah. in Europe, that has to be like when they got money, yeah. the dance sequence at the end, and then maybe the the stuff in the mental hospital as well. Like that could have that feels kind of like. You know, it feels kind of small. I don't know. It's it's a it's just a, it's a perplexing film. I didn't laugh enough, and I didn't buy the characters, and I thought it was vain. 
I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I, I will give it... If, if what you're saying is true about it, I will give him some credit for that. Even though the film that he was trying to make wasn't... Yeah, because the film, as it, as it, just as it stands, is, is kind of boring. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, like, it can be a little obnoxious. Even though I find him quite charming. It's, yeah, it's, it just doesn't sit right with you. But to sort of know the history of him and the history of the film, and I don't know, if you just appreciate, um, you know, some, like at least the effort to try and do something different, then for me, it's, you know, it gets a, it gets a tick. Mm. It's on the winning side of things in my books. Yeah, well, I, I, I think we're, we're done talking about and the dog makes another noise again. Great. Um, yeah, shall we, uh, shall we move on? Yep. So, um, after Young Einstein, I think he went to Hollywood and made a Hollywood movie, um, which was Reckless Kelly. And I don't think that did very well hmm. because there's not even that much critical information on it. It's kind of very light on people. No one saw it, I'm pretty sure. No, and I haven't seen Reckless Kelly. I'm keen to, but uh, no, I, I still haven't seen it. That's the in-between uh, one. And then a few years, like a long time later, like another 10 years down the line, in 2001 or something. Yeah, two, 2000, I think. 2000. Reckless Kelly was 93, yeah. and then this one's seven years later. Something like that. It was a while. Yeah. Um, he somehow gets more Australian funding mm. and um, makes Mr. Accident. Can you do a... Cliff Notes version on what Mr. Accident is about. Okay. So, Mr. Accident is about the world's most accident-prone man, uh, which, <laughs> which sounds terrific on the surface. That you're like, okay, I'm in for it. Uh, doesn't really come into it that much. What it's more about is this guy who works for a company that produces eggs... And then he meets a girl who believes in aliens and goes alien hunting. And, um, and then Mr. Accident has to take down the um, corrupt egg company because they're trying to sell uh, eggs infused with nicotine to get people addicted to their eggs. That's, um, that's a, it's a weird film. Um, I, I have to, just thinking about it, I have to give him credit for casting really good villains because mm. ca he cast fucking John Howard as the villain in the first one. Do you know who the villain is in Reckless Kelly? Hugo Weaving. Oh, okay, so. And then in this, it's fucking, what's his name? David Field, who's like awesome at being a fucking terrible cunt. Mm -hmm. um, why do you think this one failed? Uh, because, oh, Jesus. I mean, because I think, well, first of all, um, by the time he'd come out with, with this, uh, people knew who Yahoo Serious was and already knew that he doesn't make good movies. <laughs> so they were like, oh, okay, that guy again. Yeah. Too little, too late sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, he looks like he's supposed to be funny. Like young Einstein on the surface looks like it should be hilarious and it's really not and not even sort of really trying to be hilarious. Mr. Accident, again, it's like, I don't want to watch this cunt. 
and you know the, the times were different i mean like mr accident came out the same year as like x-men yeah and yeah. it's like you're gonna go to the movies and watch mr accident or are you gonna watch a superhero movie yeah you know something it's just like i it's sort of like if 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 young einstein succeeded because it was you know part of the you know zeitgeist of the time it was just like hit right at that, that point in time, uh, then this is when it was well and truly out of it. Australia had a bit of a cinema rena renaissance era between 85 and 95, you know, like Muriel's Wedding, fucking Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Crocodile Dundee. Mm. There was like a golden era where like Australian cinema was kind of like cool. Mm -hmm. And 2001 or 2000 is... No. Not a cool time to be making Australian movies. No. You know, especially ones that aren't set in a desert in a post-apocalyptic setting. You know, it's kind of not not a cool thing. What did you What did you think of Mr. Accident? I was, uh, I really didn't like really didn't like it. It's got some um, again interesting imagery. I would like to see some of Yahoo series art if he do, whatever else he does, because uh, I like the the aesthetics of his movies. Um, they're just, it's like interesting to look at. It, again, this one like looks like a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, he's back with the big hair, which is funny. Cause I'm a bit, uh, like he was saying, like, it's like he was trying to, with young Einstein, trying to portray himself as like a star with the name change and all that. He's got an image. He's got a yeah, weird and, name. Yeah. And I didn't think that was the case with this one. I was wondering if, because of the failure of Reckless Kelly, he doesn't have the big hair. And in this one, for no reason, Mr. Accident has the young Einstein hair. Yeah. We know why young Einstein has the big red hair because it's, he's meant to be like Einstein's hair. Mm. Mr. Accident just has the big hair. hair. And I guess it's like brand recognition. Basically, it's like trying to desperately get people to be like, that guy, that's that guy, you yeah. know? I mean, I th from right at, so I started laughing at the opening. Uh, it's, I, I think it's a bit funny at the beginning when he's like destroys his house because he has like that little accident and half of that entire gag, uh, is I found really funny and creative. And then it just goes too far and gets way ridiculous. And that's kind of the whole film. How did you discover this film? Cause how many times have you seen this film Dan? I've seen it three times. Please explain. I saw it when I was a kid. How? I saw, Where? It, I saw an ad for it on the telly. Yeah. And I went and saw it at the movies. You saw this at the cinema? Yeah. I what? saw it because I saw an ad for it on the telly and uh, I thought it looked really funny. And then, so I was like, did you feel ripped off? Yeah, I was bored. It was boring. Again, it's like young Einstein. It's like, this isn't for kids. It's too boring to be for kids. It's about like aliens and a plot for this corporation to put nicotine in the eggs. It's like a, a child can't follow that. No. But so there's cartoon imagery for children. There's a lot of slapstick though. Did you like the slapstick? Yeah, but it's too, too far apart from each other and the in-between stuff is just boring. Boring, yeah. Um, so I uh, was a bit grumpy. I, I tried to get a copy of this film um, in an unreputable source just because I didn't really want to 
you know, buy a $20 DVD of this or even try and track down a $20 DVD of this. Mm. So I went to a place to acquire it and it had zero availability. I then found, uh, it kind of annoyed me a little bit. Um, so then I went to a website called Ozflix, good old Ozflix, plugging Ozflix, you should get Ozflix, 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 and found it for $3.73. Um, so I bought it, I rented it, right? And um, I plugged up my laptop to the TV to watch it, and Ozflix doesn't allow you to watch it using HDMI cables. So I couldn't plug my fucking laptop up to my fucking TV to fucking watch this film. Right, so why are you plugging Ozflix? It sounds like they're dog deer. Yeah, no, I'm And being, it's a I'm, shitty I'm, service. I'm being, I'm, being, I'm being facetious. Instead, we'd like to plug 123moviephone.biz. Yeah. <laughs> so I then um, was like, oh, also my laptop screen's cooked because I'm a terrible person and don't know how to look after things, as you can see here, Dan. It's not good. <laughs> Um, so then I'm like, okay, it's not working on the laptop and it's not allowing me to plug it into the TV. So I'm going to search for it and log into Ozflix using the PlayStation, right? Now, anyone who's ever done that on a PlayStation realizes that it's a fucked process. Do you know what I mean, Dane? Mm -hmm. Like you have to type every individual letter by like finding the letter and hitting X and it takes a million fucking years. I do it. I finally get it done. And uh, sorry, Ozflix is not supported on this platform. You should download a new version of your search engine. I can't do that on a fucking PlayStation. It doesn't fucking work that way. So eventually, as David Lynch is fucking crying, I download the Ozflix app on my phone and um, finally upload my Ozflix films onto my phone and as I'm about to watch it, it doesn't load. So, um, I didn't watch this film, Dane. <laughs> I, I got so angry. But you paid for it. I paid for it. I tried every <laughs> possible way I could. Two days. I had it for two days. And when I finally came around to being like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this. Uh, my, uh, my time limit on my fucking rental ran out. So... <laughs> Out of, out of spite, out of anger, out of pure hatred for everything that was happening, and then, you know, not really enjoying the first film that much anyway, mm. um, I felt like I didn't really miss much. Right, yeah. So, Dane. Yeah. Um, I didn't miss much, did I? No, no, you didn't. It's a pretty... Uh, yeah, it's a pretty sad movie. Um I don't even know why he made it because I mean, I get young Einstein and I get reckless Kelly with mixed Mr. Accident. It's like, it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's just sort of feels all slapped together. Mm. Like he didn't even fucking give a shit. Mm. I, I mean, and I don't think he would have had a contract that he had to make another film because they were trying to make him uh, make another film straight after Young Einstein because even though it wasn't the huge successful thing that they wanted it to be, it still was a success in Australia and still yep. turned a profit and it still justified him. Like they wanted him to make a sequel. Did it make a profit though? Yeah, it did. Okay. It did. So did Reckless Kelly. Are you sure? Yes. Because I looked online and it didn't look like they made any money. Uh, no, they did. At the Australian box office, they were big. Okay. 
Um, Young Einstein was um, like the third most popular Australian film of all time at of, that point. Of all time, yeah. Right. And Reckless Kelly turned a profit as well. In Australia. Yeah, he said himself for Mr. Accident, um, if he was just bitching about the industry, you can find a lot of stuff about Yahoo series bitching about the uh, industry. Um, and I agree with everything he says. Um, but he said that, um, that it's so hard to get funding to make a film He's had two successful films and he had a really hard time getting funding for Mr. Accident, which means he was actively pursuing funding for, for it. seven years. I don't think for seven years. So what happened in that, in that middle time, do you know? Yeah, I think he was just doing other things. Okay. It's like he, he had the opportunity to make a film straight after Young Einstein. You mean they, after Reckless Kelly? After Young Einstein. But oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I don't know about after Reckless Kelly, okay. but after Young Einstein, they wanted him to make a sequel. Uh, he didn't want to do that. Um, and then they wanted him to make another film then, and uh, he just wasn't ready. And it took him like until uh, 93 to come out with Reckless Kelly, um, which, you know, the industry is like a real strike while the iron's hot type mentality. Um, and yeah, so he makes... Mr. Accident, so he must have wanted to make this film. And, but it, it comes across like a movie that didn't want to be made. And it's, and it's, it's really bizarre. It sounds like everything I looked at, it, everything I saw and everything I read, it sounds desperate. Yeah. So do you, like, I, we, we, we live in a country like, for anyone overseas, we're in fucking Australia. You can probably tell by the way we sound like fucking idiots all the time. But the Australian industry for film is fucked here. Whereas, you know the average wait time between a feature film for a director is in this country? It's about it's about eight years. So kind of very similar oh, okay. between Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. So you make a feature film in this country, and the average time it usually takes for your next film to come out is eight years. Mm. That's a long time. Mm. And it all has to do with funding in this country. You can't get fucking money here. All the money goes to the Marvel movies and all the fucking DC movies that shoot here. Yeah. So he's already got an uphill battle. And if he's not prepared to strike while the iron's hot, quote unquote, mm. that's only going to get harder. Yeah. But... That still doesn't answer the question as to why Mr. Accident. Yeah. Did it get to a point where that's all he had and he had one last like ditch effort or like someone finally was like, oh, we should, what's he doing? We haven't done anything with, we haven't heard from him in a while and he finally latched on or was he trying to make it for seven years? Like, I, well, it's like you, I really would like to know. If you pitch the concept, right? If you like, you know, you laughed when I said it's about the world's most accident prone man. Straight away, I'm like, cool. Okay, I want to see that. Um, but there's there's not much of that in it. He just happens to be that. Yeah. Outside this other story. Um, so but you that's know, the thing with Young Einstein is that there's all these really silly jokes mm. that if they were a bit more consistent, I probably would have been laughing. Mm. And that was my fear with Mr. Accident is that every clip because I watch clips, mm. I watch David and Margaret's review of it. Hmm. watched everything I could before watching the film and then I didn't end up seeing it anyway but some of the slapstick looks quite funny hmm. but I was always wondering what's the context for this why is this happening and you're telling me he's the most accident prone man so there's clearly no context hmm. and then my other fear is that it would be sporadic they're funny they're funnier in clips 
when it when it happens in the film, it's obnoxious because it's just sort of out of nowhere. Um, you know what's really weird about him, and why I think I I don't despise these movies, um, is because it sort of feels like you have like an experimental filmmaker making broad slapstick comedies. And so they, they are still kind of interesting to watch because even when the tropes are presented, they're presented coherently, like he does understand what he's doing and anything that doesn't work is, is, is done on purpose. Like, I think that Mr. X... What do you mean? What's something that doesn't work that's done on purpose? Uh, I can't think of anything off the... Okay, so just sort of like... The, the like the over-the-top broad nature of it um, mixed in with this realistic commentary on on like co like the corporate greed meets the 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 fucking like alien conspiracy that sounds very similar to young Einstein anyway yeah it meets this accident prone guy and you know that sounds sort of like um, someone who can't decide which direction they want to go. But the way it plays out is it does feel like he made a very conscious decision and had a vision that was coherent in his head that this is what I want to do. So it feels like it's purposefully made that way. So it's sort of deliberately incoherent. You, what you're describing to me just sounds like Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, but I really like that movie. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> like that but, does that really well, and it has a broader side to it. Yeah, but it's also about the the struggles between the you know bleeding heart artist exactly. and the corporate mentality. Right, which is why like something but like how was Mister Accident? So th this is the thing, and like Einstein, Young Einstein makes sense to me, and I need you to pitch it to him because I didn't see this fucking film. Hmm. But Young Einstein, he's an outsider that can be an insider he has a reason to be involved in this in this field and this thing what does mr accident have to do with nicotine eggs does he work at the egg factory what am i saying a fucking yeah. egg factory he, yeah he works at the egg factory okay so how does he get how does he get what 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 is he just is it just meant to be like modern times like charlie chaplin just yeah is that it yeah it's just yeah in the modern day, he's working at the egg factory and he stumbles upon the, uh, across the conspiracy. And that's, that's it? Yep. Okay, so that doesn't sound interesting to me. So what, uh, there's no stakes there. Well, yeah, there is, because it's like, you, you know, he has to stop the, the, the greedy corporate people from releasing the nicotine eggs, or else the, pub, the public's in danger. What, what do you mean, why does he care? But like, but what, but again, like, so he finds out that the, there's nicotine in the eggs, right? Yeah. And then he, like, takes it on himself to just, what, blow up the factory or... No, yeah, him and his, him and his um, love interest. So he's doing it for love? No, he's doing it for the good of uh, humanity. Really? It's... Okay. Well, what do, you, what do you mean? Well, wouldn't you, if, if you found out, like, you worked at the egg factory and you've, <laughs> you found out that there was a, there was a secret plan that they're going to put nicotine in the eggs secretly so that people get addicted to the eggs. You, what am I, I, you wouldn't we do that care. Already? You wouldn't care. You wouldn't be like, 
oh, that's bullshit. I got to put a stop to that or, or, or something. Like you wouldn't even at least care. You'd just I, be like, whatever. I don't care. What are you fucking jaded? I'd probably quit. Oh, just run away like a coward. What am I, how am I meant to fight big business? What well, am I meant to do? Yeah, so I mean, exactly. But that's real life. So in a movie, you get to sort of watch um, a, a, a fantasy. Yeah, Yahoo Serious saved the day with his accident-prone behavior. Again, it's just, we, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. But like when, like Phantom of the Paradise is ambitious because it has all these different moving parts. Mr. Accident has all these different moving parts. And that's why I can still respect the effort, even though I don't like the movie, because it's not like he's just making just a simple, stupid film. He's trying something. But they, were, but they marketed it as just a simple, stupid film, didn't they? That's yeah. I mean. Because if you watch something like that and you see the gags, and you would mark, that's how you'd market the film, right? As, yeah. He's the most accident-prone man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they market it along the lines of like how they market scary movie mm. or something. Yeah. Mm. It's meant to be just broad, goofy comedy. And there probably would have been anyone who did go to see it who, who, who likes stuff like that mm. would have been very disappointed to see a lot of dialogue, which is about, you know, like corporate meetings and, but yeah. still really cartoonish. Also, um, shout out to Gary McDonald, who's sick. He's in this, he's, he's Gary great. McDonald. Norman Gunston. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, he also mother and I, I think it's called mother and I. Mother and son? Mother and son. That's it. Wow. I'm just Googling it. Yeah. He's one of the bloody, bloody Aussie comedy legend. Oh, that guy. He's the guy with a mustache when he's older. He gets a mustache, doesn't he? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. What was he in? You don't know who Yahoo Serious is. You don't know who Gary McDonald is. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Norman Gunston is the character. Yeah. So I just... Gary McDonald. Okay, sorry. I Googled the other... I Googled the character and I'm like, huh? Yeah, Norman Gunston. Check out Norman Gunston. Oh, this is that guy. He was doing it, doing it decades before He's Eric Andre. He's Australian movie. He's one of those guys. Gary it's McDonald? Just, yeah. I don't know. Oh, he probably is in every Australian movie because he's been in about seven. Yeah, and there's about ten. Yeah. <laughs> he's in like two-thirds of the Australian movies. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about Yahoo Serious? And, um... Yahoo Serious is more interesting than his films. And uh, I wish there was more... Because I... Would you like to talk to him if you had the chance? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It seems interesting. Like, I, I checked... Got my hands on everything I could, every interview with him I could. I watched um, uh, footage of him on Hey Hey It's Saturday from the early 90s oh, really? when Reckless Kelly was coming was in. Was he like getting interviewed for the film or something? Or yeah. was he doing comedy? No, no, no. He was, he, he, um, was doing a, a promo for the film and Daryl Summers calls him out and boy, he looks out of place there. He clearly does not think Hey Hey It's Saturday is good. Okay, so he just... He's just doing it because he has to. Well, yeah, no, I'd like to... The thing is, like, I didn't... I was frustrated watching Young Einstein because I wanted more of what did give me big belly laughs. Mm. And I was a little disappointed with the rest of it. But I personally would like to know what his intentions really were. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so that would be interesting. Um, what would you, what ratings would you give these two films out of ten farts? Uh, Young Einstein, I'd give a five and a half farts out five of ten. Farts. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mister Accident gets a gets three farts. Three farts. Well, I was going to give it two farts, a Young Einstein, but um. Because you told me that this was getting made before it became the corporate shill vanity thing that kind of came across as with the guitar scene at the end and everything. I'll give it three. Three farts. Um, because of Oz flicks and just my general experience with Mr. Accident, I'm giving it negative five farts <laughs> because... Um, the universe didn't want me to watch that movie. And maybe if I did watch it, a comet would be coming towards Australia right now. So yeah, um, it's actually my turn to pick something this week. Um, I'm going to, I'm suggesting 2019 uh, movies released by the A24 distribution company. So we're going to go from Yahoo Serious to some really arty independent films. Are you keen, Dane? Yeah, sure. Why not? I yeah. heard. I heard that they 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 they're good. They're not. They're not all perfect, but like they, they, there's something interesting about A twenty four, and it's the fact that they 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 put trust and effort into you know not blockbusters. They 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 distribute things that probably wouldn't get distributed by anything else. So. At least we'll watch some interesting films that aren't um, Yahoo serious. Um, anyway, this has been the Movie Bites. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.